It's the Next Level Contractor Podcast. Yeah, I'm talking about Mountain Dews, baby. We are doing it every Monday at 7 a.m. with no bullshit in 30 minutes or less. Eat bread and desserts and just get all fat and sassy. We're helping small businesses and contractors be more profitable with better leads and better systems. And today we're here with Bia Bonte. Hi. Who is a social media guru. She's also a delight to be around. <laughs> she is my wife and the co-owner of Hook Agency. And she has been through many failures on social media. She has been through many successes. We've had crazy stuff happen, like people buying $1.5 million homes off of Instagram. And we've had double, triple, quadruple, 10 times as much engagement. We've also had flat months and bad ones. And we know how to get that too, if you wanna know. So we're gonna share all the wins, all the losses. I think if I'm a small business or contractor, I'm at a loss sometimes for mm -hmm. what to post. What kind of content should I be posting on a regular basis? So what should, you know, what should people be posting? Yeah. Um, I think it depends a little bit on what industry you're in, uh, custom home builders and people creating beautiful remodeling projects and um, something that's like they get a really cool final shot. Um, those are a little bit of like an easy, obviously be posting that. Um, but I also think that just because you're not necessarily, if you're a roofer or doing painting or drywall, or if you are a little bit more on the vendor side, you're a little, you're more on the process. I don't think it's a bad thing to post the behind the scenes. People love to see what goes into um, creating a home because people that aren't in that industry honestly don't know all the different steps that it takes. Um, so I think that if you don't have the ability to show a end beautiful project, or let's say you're just doing a small little fix for a client, post that on your social media. And I think the stories, especially on like Instagram, um, Facebook stories, that's a really good spot to highlight what really goes on in a day on the work site. So and um, I think one yeah. other thing on the social side, I think it's little how to's. Yep. So I'm thinking about less sexy yep. contractors and small businesses. You have also a chance to maybe give a little how-to, a little tip. Mm -hmm. um, you don't always have to be posting about the types of the type of work that you're doing yeah. too. You can also do, you know, ways to increase your home value, or here's how to maintain that part of your home, or here's a little just a little nugget of value on a mm -hmm. regular basis. And it doesn't always have to be promotional. And I think that. Um, and one thing for if you are a general contractor or creating these big, beautiful projects, um, those are expensive and they're time intensive. They're a labor of love. So really, I think it is important to invest in high quality photography and drone images because those videos and those photos can be used for a long time on your social media. They're great for your website. Um, we, I run social media for a company that's often in the parade of homes, posting about when your homes are open, inviting people to come in and take a tour. Um, if you have really good images to entice people to come to the tour, that's gonna be so much more influential for them. And people wanna see like the end project. And I feel like just people love looking at beautiful 
homes and cool, unique features. So uh, making sure that you're really capturing that. Um, and then if you're doing anything business to business, um, making sure that you're utilizing LinkedIn. Um, video on LinkedIn is a super white space right now, and we've been kind of capturing on that. Tim does a ton of video on LinkedIn um, and kind of mixing it up. So we, we're seeing a lot of articles and just a lot of long format posts. Um, but not a lot of videos. So we've had a lot of success with video, trying to do something a little bit different than what everybody else is doing on that platform. What about, you know, people have this high standard for what they can put on their mm -hmm. social media. We've talked to a lot of small businesses that the bar is so high mm -hmm. that they never post. Yep. So where can you lower the bar? What kind of content, like, I mean, uh, yeah. Yeah, um, I think that that's a great way to utilize your stories because those go away in 24 hours. Um, if you are like stories, if, so yep. So like Instagram stories, okay. Facebook sure. stories. Just, yep. Some of these people yeah. that are listening to the podcast might not be doing anything on social right mm -hmm. now. And if if you're you know let's say 50 and you kind of missed you weren't a digital native. Yep. Maybe you don't get that everyone is spending time on Instagram stories. Yep. Maybe I'm in a position where I haven't been involved with it so mm -hmm. I don't you know you kind of assume that other people aren't doing it sometimes yeah. if you're not doing it but they are they yeah. are spending a lot of people are watching Instagram stories right now yeah so I think that's a really safe place to put content too because a it lasts for 24 hours so it's if you don't have to be worried about like editing things it's actually better not to have edited stuff on your stories because it's more um, engaging people can actually feel like they're having a conversation with you a little bit um, this is a really good way for people on your team to answer questions or do a little tutorial uh, because it doesn't need to be super formal and really like super well thought out or anything like that so you can do those on Facebook and Instagram at this time I think that's a really good spot to start and if you do post on those stories, it will help your engagement of your other static, is what really? we call them, posts. So making sure you're using all aspects of the platform um, is a really important thing, not just to go on and just dump a bunch of photos on there. We get this question all the time, where should I be? Mm -hmm. You know, and it's not just, you know, contractors asking this, we have other kinds of small businesses where what channel should i be on should i be on every single one should i be on TikTok right now should i be on snapchat where should i be what social channels should i be spending time on yeah i think that that is a really good question and i think that's where a lot of people get overwhelmed because there are so many social channels um and it can feel like well i can't run all eight of these channels plus run my business um so i think it's really important to nail it down to two or three channels that you feel like there's where your like your ideal customer is. Um, if you're building really high-end homes, I'm guessing your ideal customer is not hanging out on Snapchat a ton because hey, that's just a little bit of a younger hey, platform. Um, Generation Z doesn't have the, yeah. the cash yet. Um, but I think that it's important to think, I would say just a rule of thumb home services, I would go for Instagram, Facebook, and uh, house. I think that those are three of the spots that you should focus on. Um, so you're saying I should pay for house? I do not think you should pay for house. <laughs> I think that you should be on house and I think you should get all of your projects on house. You should have every 
image that you have of like a portfolio piece, it is a really good way for home builders to find stuff that they like because they're they're searching for ideas, but they're also looking for home people in there. Or yeah, homeowners. Um, so they're also looking for um, people who can provide that service in their area. And also a really big thing that's gonna be important on house is getting reviews. So asking people who you've done previous work um, for to review you on house um, is really important. But I would say use a lot of caution before signing up for a really expensive plan on house because um, at the end of the day, they're gonna do what's best for them. I'll and say this, yeah, I wanna be more positive on our stories yeah. and I'm sick of ripping these lead generation companies a new one, but one last time, mm-hmm. Howes has charged a home builder that we know who's an awesome guy too much money for nothing, for mm-hmm. no leads whatsoever, and I found that to be distasteful. Yeah. And I think if you spend time on house and you put up your best projects, you should be able yeah. to be found. Don't spend the money on that thing. Yeah. I just... I dislike that a lot, but on the positive side, let's, yeah. let's go I think positive. it's a really good spot to leverage. Like, yeah. I don't think you should disregard it at all. I think it's a really good spot for um, you to showcase work. And it is really good. Like, designers will, you know, pin there or, like, tag you in thir- certain things, and people get featured on house, so more people see stuff that they've done. Um, it is a good social tool, and I think that you can really leverage it, but I just don't think you need to spend the amount of money. You just need to make sure that you actually have stuff on there and, and very importantly, getting reviews. And that goes for all these places. Before mm-hmm. you spend the money, make sure that you're active, make sure you're doing the stuff yeah. that you get for free. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Instagram stories, mm-hmm. LinkedIn, some of these things, it's crazy that this is free. Mm-hmm. It's insane that you can get this much reach and we're so yeah. used to it now. It's been 10 years since social media popped off and got really big. Mm-hmm. It's actually insane that you can get your word out to that many people that quickly for free. Yeah. Now, if I don't have a lot of followers yet, mm-hmm. I don't feel that. Yeah. Right. I don't feel that. But you have to. What do you What do you do if I'm posting a lot and no one cares? Mm-hmm. How do I increase my social engagement? Yeah, um, I think that is one of the most important things. You have to all. It, it's a two way street. Um, being on social media isn't just hey look at me. It's also engaging with your followers. Every time you post a photo like three photos or throw a comment on a photo. There's people who who put in the railing of your home, post or comment something on a photo that they posted. Hey, that looks awesome. Um, a, it's gonna be really good for the algorithm. They see people who are active and using their platform and they're gonna serve your post up higher, but it's also just good as like a quid pro quo. People wanna interact with people that they feel like are also liking their things and commenting back. Responding to comments that you do get is super important. Um, It isn't just a spot for you to dump your photos and not engage. So I think also it takes time to build a genuine audience that cares about what you're posting, it's going to take time and it's not an overnight process and it it shouldn't be something where you're just trying to get as many followers as possible. It is about being systematic, staying consistent, posting regularly, and then also engaging with people that may or may not be following you and with people that are already interacting with you. 
Absolutely. And I just want to say one quick note about consistently refreshing your targeting. So you need to make sure that you're talking to actual customers. Mm -hmm. And I do think that this stuff where you're tagging other vendors or tagging different people, that's huge and powerful because those people refer business to you. But long term, you have to think about refreshing that targeting. Because I was talking to somebody recently who has an insane amount of followers on YouTube, 100,000 plus. And I think they should be doing that. They should continue. It's awesome. But they have to be real with themselves because they told me that those people are not actually customers. The, the audience that they have is people that want to watch this mm-hmm. but are not in the area. Yeah. They're not in the area. So they're, they're watching these videos but they're not in the area. There's, there's different audiences. I just think it's a matter of degree. Mm-hmm. Where are you going to spend all of your time? Mm-hmm. Whatever marketing efforts you should be spending your time on should be ones that are really a, towards ideal customers. So yeah. if you realize you can get a lot of, this is something I'm struggling with, you can get a lot of views on LinkedIn, but are our ideal customers mm-hmm. sitting on LinkedIn? Especially if we're talking to contractors and yeah. um, you know small businesses, yes, they might be on LinkedIn, but... There's an element to me that says, hey, I don't know if our real audience is here. I'm going to take mm-hmm. every advantage while I can get it, but I really have to refresh and we all have to refresh our, our targeting and refresh what channels should I be spending the most time on where my actual ideal customers are. Yep. And I think like not being afraid to take it a little bit further. So um, what we've seen uh, be really successful, especially in the roofing niche, is being part of Facebook groups. So it isn't just going in and posting on your own profile, it's utilizing the platform as an actual social tool. So being part of uh, groups on Facebook is super powerful. Find a buddy that's in your area so that you're not just saying like, hey, I do this. Hey, I can offer this service. But like someone that does something similar to you. So let's say you're a roofer and you know somebody that is really good at custom interiors. You can go on there and if someone's asking for a like a small job in their home, you can tag your friend and say, hey, they do really great work and vice versa. So I think being able to utilize the spot, um, the platform as a whole is really important and not just only posting stuff about yourself, but getting into those area groups and being useful first and foremost, um, and then offering your service. So we taking from Gary V, jab, 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 right hook, give, 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 give tutorials, give, you know, even sometimes people are on there looking just for advice. Like, Hey, I, there was a really bad storm. I don't know. Do I need my roof replaced? Like, what do I do next? If you can just offer that bit of advice and then be the solution when they need one, it's really powerful. And then, um, I think just, you know, every now and then you can ask for a referral or something like that in there. But I've seen on those Facebook groups, people just jump in right away. They're like, this is my business. Give me a referral, be in there for a little while, feel it out, give value, and then feel free to ask. But, and then on the other side, some people just on social media, never ask for business and never direct people to their free, you know, consultation form or whatever it happens to be. You should be doing that every once in a while. Mm -hmm. You know, I actually tend a little bit in the other direction where I don't ask for business enough. So just making sure you are every once in a while just asking mm-hmm. for business. Yeah. 
And one other way that we've seen this work is Nextdoor app. My, my friend Matt, I've talked about this on other podcasts, but my friend Matt gets in there and, and has, and there's actually people asking for all kinds of handyman jobs or little contractor jobs, and you can get in there and be useful. And I love, love, love the tip about getting a hustle buddy that you know else mm -hmm. does something adjacent and only referring them and them only referring you because people just don't want to hear your pitch. Yeah. People, and people take yeah. referrals and reviews. That's why like getting reviews on Google, uh, Facebook reviews are really powerful. House reviews, people were in such a review culture. I won't buy anything that like I haven't looked at a review or looked at what other people have to say about it. So utilizing that, if someone comes to you from a referral from someone else that they know, it's going to be so powerful. And I think social media is just a tool to leverage that even more. So in, in marketing, we call that social proof. Yep. If you don't have social proof everywhere in testimonials and, and reviews, on your website, we say, have the five stars, have the photo of the person, have the actual quote, mm -hmm. and make the quote short. I'm not gonna go to your reviews page. <laughs> so this is just a side note on websites. I'm not gonna go to your reviews page. Make sure that those testimonials are all over the website. Make sure your social links are all over your website. Yeah. If, if appropriate, incorporate some of your feeds into the website. Now, should I, if I'm on social media, should I be as buttoned up as possible? as far as my business, because I need to be professional, right? Like I'm, uh, let's say I've got three to five people in my business, maybe I've got 10, 20 people in my business. I'm just, mm -hmm. I feel like I'm getting started and I really want to look professional. So I need mm -hmm. to keep it buttoned up, right? I, well, no, I don't think so. And I think that there's a difference between taking your job seriously and being serious. So I think people can get stuck in the fact that what they're doing is is really important and really serious. But I think that if you don't have a personality and show like, hey, this is our team, I think it's a lot less stressful to actually show your team and kind of take that burden. If you're the business owner, take that burden off of yourself and encourage people on your team to also be doing little snippets of what they're working on that day. I know a lot of contractors and construction, you're working in different job sites all the time. So it's kind of fun to see like if one person is doing something in Minneapolis and someone else is working on something in Edina, having different parts of the story up um, for people to see. And I think like giving a lot of your actual personality so that when people meet you, they're like, oh, yep, I know exactly what I'm going into, especially when you're in a home services, people are inviting you into their home. And this is like a very intimate process. So if they can have a little bit of like familiarity with you and they know what your personality is going to be like, I think that just like makes people like their walls come down a lot more because they've already seen you talking to the to them on their on your story or through Instagram or even through a video on Facebook they've heard you they know your voice and they're they feel like they already know you so i think That's showing your so personality good. is super important and don't worry about being super buttoned up and people really just want to see genuine behind the scenes real life we've got a roofer that you know somebody talked to them and there's a one call close for a very expensive roof but he said i, I already feel like i know you <laughs> seeing your videos all over so there you go and yeah. i think it's kind of like food groups a little bit with social media you don't want it to all be just wheat and meat and whatever you gotta every once in a while put in a little spicy you gotta 
put in a little bit of tart. You got to take a stance on mm -hmm. something. I'm not telling you to get out there and be all political and no offense, but some of these people are like, I, you don't, we don't need to know all about your religion. <laughs> no offense. Oh man, that's tight. But here's the deal is we do want to feel that you have a stance on something. Mm -hmm. Like we want to hear, you know, a good story brand thing. We talk about brand stories and um, I love this uh, book called story brand and one of the big things there is like why why is it just plain wrong what is happening to your customer so like i think of it for contractors it's just plain wrong that they should be being ripped off by house and that they should be subject to being you know getting their leads stolen by these lead generation mm -hmm. companies and not building their own platform what for you is it just plain wrong that homeowners should be experiencing this and how do you help so actually having a stance mm -hmm. about why you know cheaper providers or whatever mm -hmm. are ripping them off or things like that it really does have an emotional component mm -hmm. and it, you can be a little bit spicy about that yep and tart you know i say tart because you know, i'm not saying sour but having a little bit of flavor mm -hmm. to your stuff can do you do you have a hot take every once in a while? Yeah. Do you have something that actually takes a stance on a particular issue mm -hmm. um, in your industry? That kind of stuff goes a little bit further because people actually feel some realness yeah. to what you're saying. And I think like if you're nervous about being spicy and like having a hot take, I think like the easiest way you can approximate this until you really feel comfortable, like being super honest about how you feel about something or, um, until you formulate what your hot takes going to be is I think like just being really excited about something. Mm. Like if you're installing something that's super cool that like, you don't think a lot of other people have show that and be excited. You don't need to give all the technical details because homeowners and people who are not in that industry probably don't care or know what you're even talking about. So you don't need to worry about like listing all the facts and like the reason that you, but just like opening something or when you're getting a delivery, just showing it and being so excited is I think a good way to approximate that before you're, if you don't feel super comfortable, like having a hot take, I think it's just good to have some amount of like an emotion because it draws people in and it shows that you really care about what you're doing. Love it. Yeah, because I don't necessarily know those technical details, so I don't care, but yeah. I can feel the emotion. Yeah, I can feel like how excited you are that this like custom cabinet or some, whatever this it is is getting doing brought in yeah. is super cool. So I think that's just, that would be my one way to approximate that if you're nervous about having a spicy take on social. And you can think to yourself all kinds of things about social media. You can say people are wasting too much time on there. Maybe mm -hmm. you've seen younger people that you know getting wrapped up and trying to be an influencer and it's actually kind of sad or they've seen somebody sad about not being involved in having FOMO. But for you and your business, you got to do the right thing. Mm -hmm. And social is a massive, powerful way to not only yeah. increase business, but also just to nurture existing business yep. and to get more referrals and to be just warm it up. So if somebody goes to your website, clicks through to your Facebook and you haven't posted in six months, they're just not feeling the community. We mm -hmm. want to be part of the community. 
We want to be active. We want to show our activity yep. just a little bit, even if you just post once a week. And mm -hmm. you get involved with this community and you, you realize, and people that follow you realize, people like me do things like this. And I keep on saying this on our videos, but people like us do things like this. You want that vibe. So yeah. if you can feature your best customers, if you can show more of that social proof, if you can promote when you get a good testimonial, mm -hmm. if you can show a homeowner enjoying their home with photography, whatever it happens to be, you just need to give off that vibe of people like us do things like this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think just break off a couple of channels that you feel like you can get into. Um, I would start two or three platforms like I said, in the home services, Instagram, Facebook, house, or Pinterest, just depending on how visual your like your actual niche is. But I think and start small and, and yeah, because right? like, yeah. they, they you can post the same photos yeah. on both. Um, I think just you know make it so that it actually can be a habit. I think people sometimes feel like there's too much out there, so they just do nothing. So um, I would just encourage start small, start on one, start on two and just go from there get started create systems so that you can do this rhythmically and don't get discouraged and my last thing is just engage with people treat it like it's actually a social tool and i think you're going to have a lot of success but it does like a lot of things take time and if you're genuine consistent and uh giving and encouraging to others on the platform that you're on, you're going to have a lot of success. I love that. Treat it like it's a real social situation because it is. Mm -hmm. You go into a party, you don't just talk about yourself the whole time. You go compliment others, you ask questions, you ask good questions mm -hmm. and you engage everybody that interacts with you. So yep. don't just leave their comment out there. Nice job. Thank you. Yep. We worked hard on it. Do you know what I mean? Be real. And ask questions. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you, Bia, for joining us. Mm -hmm. I think this was a super useful podcast. Obviously, a lot of experience in this, probably more than any business owner out there just because multiple accounts and working mm -hmm. um, to increase engagement over time. I hope you guys have a wonderful week. The podcast is from Hook Agency, hookagency.com, all over social media. And we'll be back next week for the Next Level Contractor Podcast. Every Monday, 7 a.m., no bullshit, 30 minutes or less. Helping small businesses and contractors be more profitable with better leads and better systems. Bye.